away. Brad Kilpatrick in the house first tonight. Mike Draco right behind him. Steve Broyles in with us. Everybody's piling in. Yeah, I know it's Super Bowl night, but this is the thing. We do this 52 weeks out of the year. The Super Bowl is only once. I can't change my schedule just because a bunch of idiots want to play football and all the rest of you want to drink beer. We're going live with Shop Talk. Four minutes, 28 seconds. Stick around. Shop Talk, Hell or High Water Show. Getting ready to go on. Greg White, good to see you. David Crum, Jeremy Sather, Robin Higabottom, Brian Barnwell, Dennis Stauber, Big D in the house, Tim DeRussier, Nancy Weems. Tim, if I butchered your last name, I apologize, but I'm so bad with that. Four minutes, we're going live with Shop Talk. Hit the like and share button. Grab another cold drink. Hopefully, there's a wizard stick party going on at your house, and your wizard stick is bigger than mine. I can't believe I just said that on the air. <laughs> We're going live with Shop Talk in four minutes. Stick around. Steve Henderson in the house. What's shaking? Hey, now. Palm Banks, Sons of Speed, number 84U. Oh, my goodness. It's official. He's got his racer number. Robert Bates, what's up with you, buddy? Alan, idiots watching football. <laughs> Listen, not nothing against anybody that likes football. I like football, too. I just like motorcycles more, you know? I mean, if I have my choice, and I do. Gary Raphael, sorry, drink a beer watching the big game because of the pools I'm involved in. Yeah, I, I get that. So you can watch one screen football, one screen shop talk. That's all. Dan Starkey, almost home from St. Louis. From everything we saw, Dan, Cycle Showcase was off the absolute effing hook. So, man, I wish I was there. You know, we're racing down the end of this FXR, and it's crazy. And I'm so sad I didn't get to put my arms around Randy or all those puppies because he had a puppy dog kissing booth that was to die for. Nick Hildebrandt, Bengals 20, Rams 16. I have no idea what that means. But I'm going to take that as a, uh, a personal insult. <laughs> no, that's the score of the game. I get it. Rob Doer in the house with us. James Hedges, Mesa, Arizona, coming your way just real soon here. We're actually I'm leaving Tuesday to go ride the new Harleys in a top-secret location with Harley-Davidson. Um, who else is here with us? Mr. Rob Nussbaum, one of our associate producers in the house, looking over... He's looking for the Starwood. One minute, 56 seconds, we're going live with Shop Talk. Hey, just to remind you guys, you can get involved. Don't just be another effing observer to sit back and let us do all the work. You can shoot your mouth off, too. Wherever you're watching from, Facebook, YouTube, anybody's channel, put your comments, questions, or concerns for the show right in those boxes where you're watching from. They're going to come up on our screen, and you get to talk to us. Yeah, I know. Lucky you. Minute 30. We're going live with this one. Stick around for Shop Talk. get scared when it gets to that part of the reel 
before it goes back on that everything just stopped and the, the computer shut off. Best place to see where all you guys will be in Daytona. Most of the week, we're going to be at the Broken Spoke Saloon. We have tons of events there. Heather's going to talk about the events a little later in the show. But uh, the first part of the, the event, we're going to be at Sons of Speed racing a 1916 J-Model Harley-Davidson, the courtesy of Mr. Tom Kiefer. And I got my race number. Guess what it is? Anyone that knows me, my dirt bike race number, every motorcycle I've ever raced, my salt flat racer, same number. Now I get the same number at Sons of Speed, and that's number 69. Yeah, baby, I I run that number in honor of getting to uh, interview Earl Hayden, the uh, father of the incredible Hayden boys. And he gave that number to Nikki once upon a time so that when people saw his kid on the track, whether he was right side up or upside down, they would know that was his son. Hey, man, we're out of time for the countdown, so let's get this thing rocking and go live with Shop Talk. We'll get this one out of the station and up onto the tracks. Here we go. Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It is a few minutes after 9 p.m. I mean, give us a break. It is a Super Bowl, and uh, we're here. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm going to be your host for the next 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel conversation you can handle in a week. It's our static Sunday night tradition shop talk. And, yeah, we, you know, we do this show 52 weeks. Super Bowl only happens one one week out of the year. They're going to have to take a back seat to it. I am so glad to see that you guys are finally getting the comment box. You're finally starting to understand. Everybody's talking to each other. 15 different channels we broadcast this show to when we're live. And uh, you guys can talk to everybody across Law Tigers and Broken Spoke and Dennis Kirk. Everyone's talking to each other from Facebook and YouTube. It's all happening right there on the screen. And we get to interact with you, too. So welcome to the show. We have a fantastic show tonight. Um, as always, joined by my crew. How's everybody doing? Hey. A little, a little <laughs> hungover from halftime show. You're hungover from halftime show? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, it was no, was it, was, it was no Prince, but it was it was up, right up my alley. That's for sure. So the halftime, the halftime show was Doc Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and a special surprise visit from 50 Cent. No. Yep, yep. I can't believe, like, seriously, dude, when I heard the lineup, I couldn't believe that they were actually going to let Eminem into, into that mix. The only three they should add on there was Eminem, Doc, Trans, Snoop. That, that sounds like a snack and potty break to me. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was right up my alley, if anybody knows me and my music taste. Yeah, so, buddy. Good yeah. time. And I was actually yeah, I, thinking if it was going to run late, I, I would have came late so just to let you know because if i wasn't watching the football game just let everybody know 
So Robin Hagenbottom bike starting to come out of hibernation here. We're just about 70 in Reno area today. Oh, Ooh. so yeah, that sucks. Cause it's still know. ice on the ground. And road here. Yeah, me too. So listen, we got a killer show. Um, Glad that you guys are joining us. It looks like the Super Bowl is not stopping the traffic here whatsoever because Did the, you think it would? The comments are going by so fast. I can't keep up with them, man. That's killer. Um Well, not everybody never mind. No, go ahead. Not everybody likes this not everybody likes the stupid bowl. Uh there'll be no politics here. <laughs> There was nothing political about that. I know, it was just a chance for me to use that gun. There you go. There's another one. Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> Rob Nussbaum says, nice flannel. Thank you, Mark. I'm, I'm doubled up today. <laughs> Double flannel. I'm, I'm without. I can't even say. Anyway, man, shop talk. In case you're wondering what it is, 90 to 120 minutes of uh, motorcycle information. We have some guests on. We do everything you would expect in a motorcycle magazine because... This is all centered around Cycle Source Magazine, where you can get that magazine on national newsstands. Um, we, we do, do a magazine. Yeah, we do. That it's, magazine's still out? You still do that? I oh, love yeah. it. Hey, Keith Ball sent me a picture. <laughs> he sends me a picture. It's the magazine literally sitting on the foot mantle of his fireplace. And he said, see, Cycle Source Magazine, first magazine in the new Biker, War Biker Net World Headquarters. And I went, hey, man, I know that that's, it. that's one use, step away. Use number 375 for leftover Cycle Source. And he goes, what's that? I said, kindling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, man, we do uh, tech here, feature bikes, products, like everything you would get from a magazine, but we do it once a week through the courtesy of Dennis Kirk's studio, where um, we go live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Set your reminders, hit the like and share button so you know when we know that we're live. In the meantime, that whole uh, shit show that I just talked about usually starts off with a little segment we like to call the news. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. First up in the news tonight, and this coming in from our friends at Cycle World, Royal Enfield BTR Women's Road Racing Program grows for 2022. The all-woman rider lineup doubles, as do Moto America race events. If you wonder what BTR is, that is the Build Train Race Road Racing Program. Returns for 22, doubling in size and number of Moto America Road Racing events. 22 Royal Enfield BTR Series will feature 15 women riders and compete at six Moto America rounds through 22. The program was launched in 20, 2020 by Brianne Poland, marketing communication lead for Royal Enfield Americas. Initially, American Flat Track. The BTR expanded into road racing in 21, its first all-woman initiative that teaches women not only to race, but to build their own bikes. Pretty killer, right? Oh, yeah. So do you know who one of the women selected was? I'm very excited. No. Stephanie Peets. No way. Wow. Yes. Right on, yeah. man. She's, she, was, she was one of the women selected this year, so I think that's outstanding. We should get with her. She's such a great ambassador to the sport. We should get with her and try to get um, – some some feedback like you know when she goes out to Behind an event yeah yeah maybe she could be our field reporter yeah i'll hit her up right That's on awesome. stephanie if you're listening so uh next up and this comes to us from sturgis south dakota the sturgis motorcycle museum and hall of fame has announced this year's inductees and uh man we're we're super fired up about this because you know here, here it says in their press release we honor 
our Hall of Fame members by telling the stories that showcase their contributions and accomplishments in doing this. We hope to inspire our visitors in the riding community. Now, here's the deal about that. Anyone that knows anything about motorcycling knows that anybody from the custom and or yes, I'm speaking chopper <laughs> community, if anyone is going to have a chance of getting into any kind of Hall of Fame or, or museum acknowledgement, it's going to happen at the Sturgis Hall of Fame because none of us are making it into the big one in Pickerding. Like, it, that's that's just not our crowd. Chopper guys and, and AMA guys have been, you know, back and forth with each other for as long as there's been motorcycles. So this is this is our Hall of Fame, man, you know? And, like, some of the names this year, the 22 inductees, Bill Davidson, Bob Kay, Carla and Emma Lewan, Karen Davidson, Robin Bradley, Tom Seymour. But here, right here, baby, take a look at this. The Kickstand Down Award, which started, this was a new initiative last year for the, the Sturgis Hall of Fame and Museum. Kickstand Down is a posthumous award for somebody whose accomplishments went far too long unrecognized. And in a time after their passing, it's being brought to light. So Kickstands kick Down this year is Ben Hardy. And if you know the story about Ben Hardy, this is the kind of person that you want your kids to have as heroes. Because here is a person who, without acknowledgement without any of the encouragement that goes along with that acknowledgement without you know like much much in the reverse of a lot of that went went through well, his when, life and chased his passion media and, turned their back on it yeah. yeah really and we're not even going to talk about that part we'll stick to the positive that the the sturgis hall of fame and museum is recognizing right. that and they're putting him in a place of honor and that's fantastic well, good for them um Freedom Fighter, Motorcycle Riders Here. Foundation, and Arlem Ness Lifetime Achievement Award recipient, Don Emdy. This rounds out what I will unashamedly call a, a banner year for the Sturgis Hall of Fame and Museum. Un so Unashamedly? Unashamedly. I agree with you on that one. Unashamedly. Right. Absolutely. Everybody on that list. Hell of a word. <laughs> Well, and I mean, you know, there's there's some big names that have been carrying the weight for the industry yeah. for a long time, and that's what I'm talking about, man. Like this is this is our this is our the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's those those are the names that should be there. So, what I will encourage you to do is watch for more because um, a lot of people involved with the museum want to see more of this stuff coming out, and we want to bring more access to the people who can't be in Sturgis. So we're working on some stuff as soon as we can, um, as soon as we can give you more information about that, we will. Um, for now, we're going to go back to the Argus leader who's telling us that we have two stories left until they pull the plug on our whole shit show here. <laughs> Hot Harley Nights switches to new event in 22 after 25 years. Sioux Falls it's reported Hot Harley Nights will transition to a new event format in 22 after raising more than $3.5 million for Make-A-Wish in South Dakota and Montana over the last 25 years. Hot Harley Nights will become Sioux Fu Moto Show. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Right? Like, let's... <laughs> Su they kind of like they kind Sufu Motor. They kind of lost me with the name. Like, who is their brand manager? Oh, is there a reason for that? Or like, no, no Sufu. Well, Sufu Falls. Maybe, Su maybe Sufu. Oh, is dude, I don't get that whole thing yeah. that they do that rhyming thing out there and the abbreviations bit. 
It sounds like but sounds like Hot Harley Nights will screw the pooch in 22. <laughs> Good luck. No, 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 no. I think they're going to continue to go, do great work. Hopefully, yeah. Look, hey, did you see how you know, quick Heather was patching that shit up? She was like, no. <laughs> uh, no, because at the end of the day, they are continuing to work it's true. to raise funds Dude, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We, we got to get Heather one of those big thank canes. Thank God none of us have... Thank God none of us have the need Absolutely. for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but if Absolutely. we did, we'd be thankful it was there. So, Sufu Moto Show, good luck. Maybe work on the name. And God, they've they've raised so much money. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully it still carries over. But we're, we're going to make fun of the name while we have the chance. So, hey, lady. <laughs> lady. <laughs> All right, moving on to our last piece of news for the evening before we go to our, our guest tonight. Snake tries to hitch a ride on a Harley Davidson motorcycle. I've seen 15 different iterations of this story. <laughs> But uh, we covered many weird animal car encounters in recent months. This includes an elk with a tire around its head, foxes getting loopy after chewing on brake lines, and a family finding a snake on the rearview mirror of a car. Now there's another snake encounter in Australia. A snake tried to hitch a ride on a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Common tree snake curls up under the seat of a Harley-Davidson motorcycle in Australia. The funny part about this is like... I don't think the guy wrecked the motorcycle, but the guy that came to his aid, the snake wrangler... Got bit. Yeah, gets the snake out, and then while he's taking a picture, gets bit. Like yeah. seriously, uh, maybe skip the selfie, <laughs> or secure the snake before although, you take the selfie. Right? Well, although in our world, if there's no picture, it didn't happen. Right, right? That's it doesn't it. exist. That's it. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Well, listen, that's all the news that we have for tonight. But uh, we got plenty more show left, including our guest. Appearance this evening by Mr. eBay Jake, one of my favorite so favorite yeah. racers to watch at the Sons of Speed. Like this cat is whole other level, but that what I'm getting the impression is that that's how he lives his life. So we're gonna take uh, a minute here and take a look at a cool feature bike. Go to commercial break. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna have e- eBay Jake on with us right here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Shop Talk in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Right back with you. Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build, share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. My name is James Fish Alcorn. My shop is Alleyway Customs, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. This bike is um, a twin cam, uh, rigid frame. Techn- technically, we call it a VLXRTC because it's all of that. VL paint, XR tanks, twin cam motor. This is our friend Chris Rosenberg's bike. Brian Butiris built the frame. One of the challenging parts about this frame is this is a shovel head specced frame. So the, the rear section of this bike, all this stuff isn't supposed to fit in here. It kind of went under assumption when we're fabricating the bike. Yeah, we'll just buy Dyna stuff. It all work. No, no, not, not in that frame width. The end result, you have a slim profile rear end that you're not gonna get with an aftermarket frame at all. 
This is the first prototype of bare knuckle Paul's narrowed triple trees uh, for the 49 millimeter front end. Uh, working with Arlen Ness on the brake setup, standard 2013 twin cam 96 cubic inch motor, but it's foot clutch, jockey shift. Chris has never ridden a foot clutch, and I told him he kind of needed to step up. <laughs> this is my new um, mid control prototype setup. Frame super light, the bike should fly. Um, with a Thunderheart ignition system, uh, the ECM and the coil is in between the tanks. And uh, it's just very minimal power straight off the battery to a key switch, you need a key switch through the tank. So it's kind of the, the, the idea of this bike was uh, simple and clean and not much wiring, not much exposed. It's six wires. Most of it goes to the coil. These are uh, the low bar, the lowbrow um, XR tanks, but I cut all the um, all the visible mounts off of it. So it's got three tabs, one longer piece of one inch tubing that comes straight down that catches the bottom, but they all link together and overlap. These tanks aren't exactly the same side to side, but if you get those tabs wrong, you raise this profile. These are slowly turning into our signature style seats. This, you know, I made a one off, made the pan, you know, uh, hospital density foam inside so it doesn't absorb any water or whatever. The headlight and the tail light, I actually manual milled and machined out of billet aluminum, but the mounting system will accept narrow glide, wide glide, or with just one mount on the back of it, it can go to a Springer mounting system. Tail light the same way, where it can mount with an ear tab to the sissy bar, or it can mount flat to the plate of your license plate, whatever, but uh, they're LED powered. You know, it gives you a good throw, plenty bright enough for, for us chopper heads. Most lights only work about six feet, right? So we're doubling that already. The handlebars are one off. These are uh, brushed stainless. The fender strut is brushed stainless to match the stainless exhaust, um, brushed stainless hand shifter, and uh, it's just very minimal. My name is James Fish Alcorn with Alleyway Customs from Jacksonville, Florida, and you're watching Shop Talk. Hey, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm in the garage today working on the Dennis Kirk Garage Build FXR Evolution. What is that? It's a performance-based FXR that we're going to build throughout the year. At the end, you're going to have a chance to win it at Sturgis. Go to DennisKirkGarageBuild.com for more information and stay tuned to see how this thing comes together. Hey, it's Billy from Twisted Team. We're live in Sturgis and you're watching Shop Talk. Hey man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and I want to tell you guys the High Seas Rally is back for 2022, and it's badder than ever before. 
The gang's all gonna be there. We got more parties, more music, and more good times than ever. And uh, you're gonna be fired up too, because this time, the drink's on us. Go to highseasrally.com today, get in on the action. We're setting sail 2022. the law tigers america's motorcycle lawyers we understand the challenges riders face every day as riders we want to share the road and be seen by motorists remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being that's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness we're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes if you've been injured in a motorcycle accident call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com the law tigers america's motorcycle lawyers Okay, welcome back to Dennis Kirk Studio. I'm Chris with Cycle Source, and you're watching Shop Talk. Hopefully, either out of one eye or the other while the Super Bowl is going on. But doesn't matter. We're here for motorcycles. And, man, tonight you're going to get your fill of it because we have a killer, killer guest with us tonight. And I've watched, I've watched Jake. You know, we've already mentioned that it's going to be eBay Jake. I've watched Jake for a number of years now with the, the Sons of Speed thing. But I had no idea until Heather was telling me in pre-show that Jake races everything. Yeah. Like, if you just look at the pictures he sent in and any of his social media, he is just all about motorcycles and going fast and just not giving a... Rat's ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you're too proper to even say some slang like that when it's time. <laughs> Oh, my God. How did I end up with such a good girl? I'll fill in. <laughs> so, listen, let's go to the lines and uh, bring Jake on and get into this. Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectral Oils. Made in the USA since 1966. The best oil on planet Earth. Jake, what's up, man? Yo! What's <laughs> going on, fellas and lady? Dude, so good hey, for Jake. you to, to take time to be here with us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, man, I'm grateful to be on a show that has so many epic people on it. So I, I felt so bad when he told me, like, because we scheduled this, you know, and then yesterday he sent me assets. He's like, yeah. I forgot my wife scheduled the Super Bowl party. And I was like, <laughs> do I offer to reschedule or no? Because I forgot it was the Super Bowl, too. Well, bring and us in, I was like, nah. bring, bring us into the party. What's the worst thing right? can happen? Well, <laughs> he's throwing people out of the room as we speak. <laughs> Sorry. No, but that's awesome, man. That I mean, that just furthers what I was saying about you being an ambassador for all this stuff, too, is the fact that even while things are going on in your personal life, you have an opportunity to speak for the community you do, and that's cool. Absolutely, man. I got a bunch of future Harley riders upstairs, and they're excited to say what's up at least once during this. Yes. I, I promised them that I would calm down at some point and they <laughs> oh, could tell no everybody that they want to ride Harleys when they grow up. And uh, that's no problem. Hi, on Harleys, my little girls are already riding and stuff. So that's great. And how old are your girls? I got a 
I got a four and a six-year-old daughter. I'm going to shut this door real quick. Man. He's got his hands full. Right. No Sorry one, about that. But if anybody, hey, that's right. If anybody can handle it, Jake, it's you. Like, <laughs> you got it. You got the energy. I've seen it. Go off, <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why he races right bring him in it's all right do you want to bring Just him in now yeah let him in what's the worst thing, what's the worst thing right. gonna happen it's the future. i think i got him upstairs for right now so he's like shut up Heather. I, I did promise him i'd uh, get him in, get him on, on on the show and they're pretty excited about it no that's and, awesome uh, that's awesome I'm I'm the only one in the HOA that cut a little flat track into their backyard, oh. and I, you know, I got uh, my two girls when they were like two and four. I got them uh, some Harley Davidson pink striders, and that's how they learned how to uh, move that's around good. on motorcycles. And then when my daughter uh, Paisley turned like she wasn't quite five yet, I got her one of those. Uh, yeah, there you can see her on that. Uh, I got her on that Harley Iron E and taught her how to ride. And uh, she ended up winning her first race. That's why she had the checkered flag there. And uh, now she's riding the PW. That's me as a little kid there. Is it? But uh, And now my four-year-old, uh, Mackenzie, actually, she rode the Iron E before she ever even hopped on a bicycle. So she went from the Strider to never touching a bike with the training wheels to uh, awesome. being out on a motocross track. Well, it was a, kind of a, a circle track for her, but uh, we're out at the motocross track and she, she said she would come if uh, she was allowed to ride that bike and she took right off on it. It was amazing. That's great. So based on the pictures, you had a cool, you had cool parents too. Cause you look like you were on two wheels really young as well oh no i didn't have cool parents i was super fortunate and that was the best christmas of of my life right there uh i think i was probably six or seven want to say hi you guys want to say hi real quick come on up you can say hi (laughs) hi guys how's everybody doing you guys want to introduce yourself right there this is hayes Hey, so what are you going to do when you get big? You going to ride motorcycles? Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Harper. Harper. You Hi, Harper. Motorcycle? Are you going to be a chopper yeah. jockey? This is one of mine right here. This one already rides motorcycles. Nice. I'm going to mess her camera view up. <laughs> Hang oh, on. Let me show, show these motorcycles up there. That's uh, her wow. first bike right there. And now she's on to uh, the second bike. And uh, in the Smith family, we always rock some type of three. So 133, 313, 33. You guys want to say what's up? So what you're saying is being on Chop Talk took door. over the <laughs> Super Bowl party. Go check the door. <laughs> You're on a live TV show. You just were on live TV. (laughs) Mark, they get more excited about this than you do. You're not kidding. 
That's how excited I was when I found out you guys were going to have me on here. <laughs> That's I was screaming so like, awesome. just like one of those little girls. Oh, everybody, everybody loves that they were just on too, and they're giving them all encouragement, mad props. You have to go back and read the comments. <laughs> I, I for sure will. I so, got I, I I've got some pretty good racer vision, but I can't read my phone from that far right. away. So I'll try to I'll try to put some up when I when I get a, a chance here. But let's go back to talking about how you came up in this stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I mean, I grew up in a really fortunate situation, and not that I was raised by a wealthy a wealthy family by any means, you know. I'm pretty sure when my dad had me, he was an apprentice in the electric, in the electrical field, making dollars an hour, you know. But uh, they uh, always were super attentive and super active and managed their money really well. And, uh, you know, they were drag racers and snow ski instructors. And my dad rode motorcycles, dirt bikes and he was a uh, competition barefoot skier and no competition slalom wow. skier. No my mom fearless. did, and there wasn't anything that my dad did that my mom didn't do. So when he got into competition water skiing, she did, and when they be- when he became a snow ski instructor, she did, and when uh, you know everything that he did, she did. That's awesome. And so. Uh, Growing up, it wasn't like I was a crazy kid or my brother was a crazy kid. It was just like we were just just trying to keep up with our parents, you know. <laughs> so you're so you're saying your parents were crazy? That's what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. They're still they're actually in Colorado right now, uh, knocking down more vertical feet per day in their sixties than most professional athletes do. So yeah, good for them. That's awesome. Absolutely. Hey, so we have a, uh, a wardrobe question. Our, our, the, the, the chief in charge of our Flannel Mafia crew that watches the show wants to know whose shirt you're wearing. <laughs> Rob Nussbaum is asking. Uh, Dixon Flannel. There you go. We think he has a small uh, obsession. obsession with uh, I, I think uh, Rob's flannel. slightly obsessed. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't own a Dixon flannel, so I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, if you don't own a Dixon flannel, I mean, I'm no sponsor. I'm not a sponsor, dude. Dixon guy. I have known uh, Danny Dixon though since he was like a Harley employee and selling T-shirts and stuff. But uh, are you kidding me? Man, how how is there not an eBay Jake Dixon flannel yet? Right. It should be red, I mean, white, I and blue. You know what I mean? You need to make the call. I'm going to show you something on this because it, it's definitely not an eBay Jake, but like, is there a nod to eBay Jake in this? I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrobe in front of you, but I kind of. <laughs> this show is going down a whole different direction. See? Look at that. What's that number? Finish line, number 13. So you're saying he had you in mind. That's what's up. <laughs> I mean, that's what's up. I mean, that's a, you know, that's that sons of speed number right there. <laughs> oh man. So when And it's a checkered flag practically, you know. What but like I said, if it's gonna be the, the eBay Jake, it's gotta be the red, white, and blue and you know, rocking the thirteen and everything, right? You know it. 
I think we all need to write into Danny Dixon and be like, Danny, okay. we need an eBay Jake shirt. So we're, call, we're calling out the, the Psychosource World Army. <laughs> go go to Dixon's Instagram and and rally for Jake to get his own flannel. The flannel mafia oh is God. calling yeah, you that. out. <laughs> I don't normally like, uh, <laughs> like go after stuff like that, but if we get a red, white, and blue Dixon with my name on it, oh, please. <laughs> Could be my first uh, Dixon flannel. So Rob Rob Nussbaum says that you do have a great race sponsor. Who let let's let's kick out some love for your sponsors first before we get into the race talk. Absolutely, you know, other than my parents who've been my uh, race sponsors and helped me out, been at every race pretty much my entire life. Uh, Curtis Venable, uh, who owns Wearcrete, uh, he was a. A, a, a mutual customer between Trotta and uh, Billy Lane. And I worked for Eddie Trotta, you know? Um, so when I was in Sturgis, I hit him up about uh, racing in Sons of Speed. Cause I know he had uh, a couple race bikes and not enough racers. And uh, he ended up calling Trotta up and saying, what's up, man? Is, 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 sh- I need a guy to race another bike. Is Jake the real deal? And Trotta gave me like probably one of the, I mean, like one of the most epic endorsements ever, you know, I raced my first sons of speed race in Eddie Trotta's leather jacket. No and, shit. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah. So Curtis Venable, Wearcrete Racing, epic sponsor, you know, and then he's picked up uh departure bike works to do all of our, uh, our our bike work and bike builds are especially on our 45 but they take care of my uh our 21 jd they take care of you know me and jody's and all the bikes and and rusty's uh they take care of all the bikes that we do but they do some epic stuff with those flatheads and so uh definitely give a big shout out to uh curtis uh venable Wearcrete Racing, Departure Bike Works, and uh, a longtime sponsor of mine out of California. I don't have a lot of big sponsors, but uh, some guys that have taken care of me like throughout the years. Bulletproof Cycles, Brian Montgomery has been always a big help with me. And uh, so those are, those are pretty much my go-to guys. And soon to be... Dixon flannels. <laughs> it's going it's gonna to be. It's going to be the eBay Jake flannel. It's going to be the crew shirts in the pits. You'll see the whole team in those in the red, white, and blue signature number thirteen Sons of Speed eBay Jake flannels. They'll be the guys that'll be sweating really bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the eBay Jake though, so I can I can have one. Sorry, Chris. Oh Just my saying. God! So listen, Jake. Um, some of the some of the readers are. Uh, Oh, and Rob says retro retro cycle built the J motor. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a fact. So some of the other viewers are talking about the um, impressive uh, wall art that you have behind you, and I definitely see so much, so much, so much great influence from all over the motorcycle community. But you know that that signature eBay Jake smile coming around the track like i see him in the pictures up there i see one of the sons of speed trophies like this is 
it it really is an honor for us to have you on here because we dig this we dig all this shit so much too you know what i mean and like to see that to see that you do you have it in the same regard like it it just confirms everything that we think about when we think about ebay jake man i'm super super grateful to hear that you know i'm just grateful to be a part of like that stuff i'm a pretty uh I mean, I'm a pretty normal guy compared to uh, a, a lot of the people that we have in, in the pits, you know. So many talented people, you know, you mentioned Rob, and he's just one of the guys that have so much more talent than me in so many different things. I'm pretty awesome at selling motorcycles. I feel like I'm a pretty awesome dad and a good husband, and uh, I, I know how to, you know, I know how to go fast, but... Uh, uh, well, you you definitely have the dad thing done. There's some legends in, in, in those pits that I'm just glad that they even, like, know my name. And uh, to get to race those motorcycles and race Sons of Speed is just, like, something that, uh, you know, I thought if somebody ever told me that I could ride their 1919 or 1921 Harley JD, if that ever happened, I thought it would be more like, I promise I won't treat it like it's my own. Like I won't beat on it. I'll just go super slow <laughs> and be very careful. And instead, I'm, I get to I get to race with a bunch of dudes that are so much like legends in the business, legends in the industry, and uh, you know, and Curtis, man, all he wants me to do is show up and race as fast as I can, and. Uh, Dude, that, that's that's what I was awesome just that's what I was just gonna say. Like when you started talking about, I'll be careful and I, I'll ride. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and you lied to them because yeah. you beat the living dog balls off of that bike. I've listen. I've said this. I bet you four or five shows since since Sons of Speed and Biketoberfest, the race, possibly one of the races of my life. And I've shot for Superbike and AMA. I've shot Outdoor National Motocross. I've shot all of those races. I've shot HDRA. I've shot at Bonneville. And probably one of the races of my life that I'll remember is the race between two of you guys at Sons of Speed, you and and the cat from Tos. Like Joe Orsini. Uh, Joe Orsini, yeah. yeah. Or, Joe Orsini, yeah. Dude, yeah. That, was some, that was some of the most incredible and we we just did a pre-recorded interview with billy that we're going to run um next on next next week's show and we talked about this at length that like when billy first brought the 45s the the hot 45s up he was he was kind of intimidated he was like man he held off for such a long time because you know he didn't want all of this to get out of hand and be super super dangerous and two guys going on the track like you and joe was proof that it was the right move because you you took it to a whole other place like that was real race strategy that was going on anybody who appreciates race strategy and watching two riders like picking lines and and setting each other up like that was happening in those races with you guys oh yeah man i eat that stuff up you know and uh i've been fortunate enough to be around since i i, I kind of had an opportunity with curtis going into the first sons of speed and uh, my wife was actually uh, pregnant, due with Paisley in, in, in June. And we were, you know, coming into March. And she gave me the old, uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So you raced. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Sure I, wanted to, I wasn't sure I wanted to be single, so I, did, <laughs> I didn't do exactly what I wanted. Uh, but uh, along the way, man, I've, I, I've got the chick. You know, let me tell you this. The first time I ever got to do it was at Sturgis at Full Throttle Saloon, you know. Uh, I was out there working for Trotta, Customs Corner, Main Street, LaZelle, uh, doing like some MCN for him and selling some choppers and baggers and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> when I got that call, I went out there and Billy gave me a little walkthrough. They already had like done practice. I didn't even get to practice, you know. And Oh, uh, my God. And uh, so they were like, <laughs> so it's not really a race, you know. It's more about like putting on a show. That's kind of how you know this started off. It was like kind of putting on a show. But then I pointed to Billy and I was like, "It's this one right here." And that was a rough track vet out there too. Oh yeah, that wasn't a smooth riding track. Yeah, smooth riding track, dude. It was a dirt bike track in a circle. So I pointed to this jammy right here. And I was like, what's that? He said, well, that's the trophy. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was just a show. But <laughs> you get the trophy for like first, sir. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whoever wins gets it. I'm like, so it's a race, you know? Yeah, buddy. And uh, But I always keep that in the back of my mind, you know? Uh, I, I, I feel like when I show up, you know, I definitely don't come out, out and try to take – second place i i'm gonna do everything that in my ability uh to get it to get a first place but i i mean i also keep in mind it is a show so you know i want to have some good racing i want to keep it I, I i'd like to keep it close and uh i'd like to put some good racing moves on to to, to get the win and uh, so I always try to put a good show on, you know, maybe riding up against the wall isn't the fastest all the time, but it's the closest you get to the people that are in the stands. So right. occasionally I walk away from those races with a little bit of white from that new Smyrna wall. On my, <laughs> on my Rubbing is racing. You know it, brother. Well, and you know, man, like that's, that's an important thing to talk about here too, because it's a huge undertaking. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't even think Billy would ever get this done, you know, and then there was speculation every time there's one of these races about where does it go from here? And really like that kind of that, that level of competition, that's what it's going to take. I mean, if people saw what we saw in, in Biketoberfest, they would be hooked on this. Like there's nobody that could have watched that race between you and Joe and not be immediately hooked on this. Oh man. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, I, I didn't ever think I could get in the circle track racing. Uh, just didn't seem like that would be my thing. I like to like try to make doubles and the triples and stuff. Uh, growing up, had a buddy that in high school that was a uh, a pro AMA flat track racer, and uh, he couldn't get me to do it. You know. Yeah. But uh, man. Now that I've got into, into some flat tracking and now into the Sons of Speed, I mean, it's crazy. It's cr- it is some crazy racing, you know, to, get, to come down those straightaways. You know, we don't get to ride those bikes a lot. It's not like I'm practicing all year for this race. 
I get to ride those bikes two, three times a year, four, maybe four, uh, and hopefully more going forward. But, uh, you know, we show up there and you hop on those bikes and especially that 45 now that I get to ride, man, I hop on that bike and get to the end of the straightaway and it's butt puckering, you know, initially, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, this thing's awesome and fast. And the next thing you know, you're just like, I just need to, hopefully I make this turn, (laughs) you know, lean (laughs) and lean until the sparks are coming off. You know, that's how, you know, that's a good, uh, good turn indicator when the frame, when your frame's shooting sparks off, you've known, you've done exactly what your motorcycle could do at least. And, uh, I, I mean, I think uh, it's some of the most exciting racing out there. And to do it on bikes that are 70 and a hundred year, 101 years old, that my first one was on a 19, so that'd be a, like 103 years old. And uh, I know, I, I know uh, we're pushing that 100-mile mark. We're right, you know, the guys in the front are right there. And uh at that mark and to do that on a half mile paved banked oval that doesn't have the lean angle that the old board track racers have uh that doesn't have the distance you know those guys very rarely rode half mile tracks they're riding mile to three mile tracks to hit a hundred plus miles an hour and we're cranking it out now on the same bikes that they were racing i mean there's no new technology that we're they're doing maybe some new tricks but like no new technology is in those bikes you know we got a throttle and a kill switch on those jvs <laughs> i think that's you look probably at your foot pe- you look at your foot pegs and there's nothing i, I think foot pegs. i think probably the coolest thing about this and probably the most impressive thing about it is like what you'd said you guys don't get tech runs on these. These aren't your, you know, for most of you guys, these aren't your your own bikes. You go out there, get a couple laps on it, and then your ball's out. And that's it. You got to go. So it's pretty impressive that you guys do what you do on, you know, on, well, especially other people's bikes like you and Chris. What? But, you know, hey, would, you, and- would you do that on your own bike? You know, there's the question. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my own bike. I'd rather ruin someone else's. I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't do that on my own 45 because I'd be so scared to have to pay for that engine. But Curtis has this thing where, like, if I blow it up, he'll just tell him to make it faster. So it's very encouraging. That You know, that that made me wonder, too, though, about those those first few races. Like, is that how it went down? You know, I know that early on, everybody was learning that clincher tire is probably not the way to go. You know, and and the results were like you'd see Josh have to stand up in the middle of a speed wobble, and you know different guys were going up against the wall, and and the tires were just an issue. And it seems like that that part of it has evolved, like you said, it's not the same track as a board race track, and yeah. you know the racers are learning stuff as they go. The bikes are getting faster, everything's changing. That had to be part of it, though. I mean, and you're doing it on bikes that up until that point were kind of you know museum quality rest yeah. restorations a yeah. lot of them and time in the seat is what makes the difference on feeling comfortable on them which you guys don't have you know yeah no doubt i mean uh you bring up the clincher tire thing and uh, you know 
we had a, a handful of people go down with those clincher tires. And uh, one time I was sitting on on pit road getting ready to take off and we weren't even moving at all. And I was sitting next to Billy and he was on his bike. And uh, before we even moved, like we weren't even started. We were sitting there getting weight to pushed off. And I, I thought somebody like shot a gun at us. And I look <laughs> over and Billy's front tire was flat. So <laughs> it's just like, and I told after that race, I was like, Curtis, I swear to God, dude, I'll go fast, but I do have like a brand new little girl and I don't want to race on those things. You yeah. Know? Yep. So, yeah, but, uh, it's evolved a lot. And we have, you know, a lot of us riders have got, you know, we don't get to ride them a lot, but uh, we've got some experience on them now and uh, it definitely plays a difference. And then having the, you know, guys like the, the departure bike works on on board with us you know i show up with a decent amount of confidence you know one son's of speed i went out and won my first two heats on uh the harley 61 and uh on the second heat man i was just getting this gnarly head shake and they had tightened the head and i had gotten it like a little bit in the first heat and they had like take tighten the head bolt down and then i come around after the second heat and i was like dude i almost like crushed a wall and they tightened they like went to tighten it down i'm like stop why are we tighten head bolts down like what's causing this head bolt to come out so we tried to shim it with a pbr can because i oblonged the neck <laughs> oh <laughs> they said should be good. <laughs> and this was before we got departure bike works on board. So oh my with it, God. it should be good. I was like, should be good. You want to take it for a test ride? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a couple questions uh going going across the screen here. Um first is a comment from Matt Sorensen. He said, Jake, help me get involved in Sons of Speed. Super cool dude, can't wait until the fifth. Um, oh, Rob, thanks, Rob Nussbaum asked about your tank slapper. That's what you were just talking about. Um, and Daniel Toast wants to know if you got your coffee <laughs> mug back. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I forgot my, uh, you know what? I always, I, I love Toach and Orsini and those guys, you know what? Everybody's all awesome at Sons of Speed and like, it's, it's a true family and like, I feel like I, when I go down there, it's like a family reunion too, you know? And I, and not that I'm, you know, I will try to beat my brother's ass in anything. And he's fast on fast as fit. I don't know if I said it. He's fast as, as all on, on motorcycles. But uh, when I go down there, you know, I try to beat, I try to win. Uh, but at the same time, man, it's like, it is a big, big family reunion. And I don't, you know, working for Harley Davidson uh, for the last 20 years for the dealerships as a sales salesman, sales manager, general sales manager. It's super tough to even get off of that stuff. Um, you know, it's super tough to get off of that stuff. But uh, so I normally head out Thursday night and like squeal down there in my sprinter van at 85 miles an hour. Cause it doesn't go 86 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> park in front of the gates at new Smyrna speedway and wake up. And like my parents are asking me what my game plan is. And I'm like, I gotta be at practice at like, you know, 
eight o'clock on Friday morning. And that's the only game plan I have, but my sprinter van, I could sleep in it and it's like converted or whatever. Uh, but, uh, Toach always lets me like park in his parking lot at uh, he's got a, a sweet spot yeah. right across the way. And we normally have a campfire and maybe drink some moonshine or something. And, uh, so, and then I normally have to like head out super early on a morning to make it back to work. And, uh, so I normally leave stuff behind. So I was like, Hey man, I forgot my, my coffee cup with my, somebody got me a coffee cup that had like me pictures around the wheelies or whatever on it. And so, uh, Joe Orsini, his nephew said, yeah, man, I got it. And he said, he sent it back to me and I opened, opened my mail and it was the second place trophy that he got. <laughs> and I was like so confused at first, you know? And like the following day, my coffee mug showed up. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Listen, I want to give everybody a real quick update. If you switched off the Super Bowl to stay with us, it's official. The Rams have won the Super Bowl. Booyah! So there you go. Um, We do have another question in. Jenny is coming in from uh, YouTube, and she asks, what makes this vintage racing stand out more than other types of racing for you? Well, first of all, you know, who has an opportunity to ride uh, a 2022 CRF 250 or 450? The answer is like everybody, you know, everybody, everybody could walk. Well, everybody with at least a 600 credit score could walk into a Honda store and, you know, pull that off. But uh, to be able to hop on one of these old bikes is amazing and uh you know i'm a harley fan you know doing this for you know working for harley for the last 20 years you know i'm do or die harley i'll tell you what curtis couldn't get me he's got it in the end he couldn't get me to ride one of those things for nothing (laughs) i'll push someone to the finish line on one or something on it but uh i'm a gigantic harley fan if you scroll back through my Instagram account, there's some videos of me like watching um, Harley and the Davidsons. And it yeah. was before I ever got the opportunity to do it. And I just thought like, wow, how amazing would that be to be those guys back then? Like right when the gas engines are invented and like pushing the limits and being like being known as like, the fastest guy on Harley Davidson. Right. And uh, so, I mean, it's really like, and when you show up there, I mean, it's hard to tell that you're not back a hundred years ago, you know? I know. Some of the guys got some fluorescent suits and knee sliders and stuff now. Um, So that throws, that doesn't look quite a hundred years old, but man, the bikes do. And a lot of the people do. And, no, but uh, you know, it's, it's weird, man. Like my buddies that asked me about this, I'm like, listen, you don't, you don't understand. Like once, once you feel the hands against you, pushing you off and that bike starts to pop to life. As soon as you come off a pit road and you're actually on the track, it's almost like everything else disappears and it. To me, I, I always say that it's like that first turn is is like going through a time warp, man. And all of a sudden, like everything almost looks like a, you know, a sepia color. And it almost it almost feels like you're going back in time being on that motorcycle. It doesn't matter 
anything else around you or what else is going on. That I, I totally relate to what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, I can't, it's, I've only worn a full face helmet one time in Sons of Speed and it was because my mom was there and watched Josh when he had that blowout in his front tire and she was like, Jake, I, I know you're crazy on motorcycles and you could do whatever you want. You're a grown man, but like, if you're not going to wear a full face in, in the main event, um, I, I can't stay here. And I wore a full face one time. Yeah. But uh, the first like three or three races or four races, I wore a non-DOT skip because <laughs> I thought it fit the part better, you know? But yeah. uh, we're going fa- we're going way faster than that now, too. So No, I actually uh, found one of those pictures that you're talking about with the skid lid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the, yeah. I think the cool thing is that any kind of racing that you do. I said I've never ridden one of these, but you know, drag racing and even racing on the street. I think once the the light starts, the engine starts, man, you don't see anything but what you're focused on. You know what I mean? And I think part of Absolutely. that being on those old 19s and stuff like that, you know, you're feeling that bike. You know, just like drag racing. When that light turns green or those lights drop down, you get the the two green. You're gone. It's you're over. You're feeling. You're living that power that's coming <clears throat> through you, and maybe that's part of what those old bikes, dude. I'll I'll tell you, just watching it, you can feel it. You know. Like, oh man, you can feel it, dude. I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> Harley Davidson to the core. I mean, you can't get more like original Harley Davidson than yeah, that. Yeah, than right. That, you know, I mean, this is what it came from. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that type of racing, none of us would go to Daytona Bike Week. There would be no bet. You know, it was race on Sunday and sell on Monday. Yeah, I wish I wish a lot. I wish all the dealerships remembered that and sent their their teams <laughs> to to race. You know. You know that uh, that thing that you were talking about with the and Kiwi Mike's gonna be so pissed at me when I say this, but the thing you were saying about Harley versus Indian and how you would you would even if you were offered to ride on the Indian you wouldn't. Well, that is a very very real competition that goes on inside the pits and everything, man. And you know it's all in in friendly format, but like the guy that lets me ride his motorcycle, Tom Kiefer. I don't. I don't even remember a lot of how the structure of the race went. I know that I missed one heat and the bike was broke. Then we got it fixed, and I was lumped into a, you know, like the 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 stock uh, twins were in with the fast twins, and like I saw myself going out in the track with Jody Pirowitz and Dan Tosin. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like I cannot be. I can't be in this race. Like I'm still on a bike with clincher tires. I can't be out there. Those people scare the shit out of me. So. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. The only thing that matters, and he looks dead in my eyes, he goes, do not let that Indian pass you. Because <laughs> there was one Indian that Tom was. said that? Yeah. There was an Damn, Indian I in my class, dude. Even more. <laughs> <laughs> He's, do not let that Indian pass you. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, listen, man, it's it's absolutely a blast to, to talk to you. And I hope that... uh. We have a we have a video coming out that has you know a recap of everything that happened in Biketoberfest that we're going to be launching before Daytona. Oh, uh, yeah. But we got tons more planned for for Bike Week. I want to spend nice. more times with you guys and get and get more of this stuff out there. 
But for now, tell everybody where they can uh, where they can keep up to the latest, watch what's going on with you, and see more of your stuff. Absolutely. Well, the first thing is I believe it's uh, BillyLane.net. Is that correct? Yes. Do you guys got that? Yes. BillyLane.net. You can hop on there to grab your sons of speed tickets. It's the best. It, it's not even an investment. It's like the best like happy meal you can buy and go to the gnarliest race and you can see. So billylane.net, grab your tickets, come on out. And if you want to get super wild and spend $85, (laughs) I mean, like you can't go see a shitty concert for $85, um, but you can get in the pits and get pit passes and stuff while they're available. So billylane.net, that's my first shout out. Uh, I think tickets are, I don't know three happy meals or something. Um, the second thing is you can check me out eBay Jake on Instagram. So at eBay Jake, uh, they said my real name wasn't eBay Jake on Facebook. And so my fake ID said I was eBay Jacob <laughs> and uh, so I'm eBay Jacob on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, you could check me out at eBay Jake on YouTube. E with the space, Bay space Jacob. Okay, so, right, so Jake, since you and brought, this is my wife. Hi. Hang on, let me let me bring you on. Hey, Hi, <laughs> Mrs. eBay. <laughs> Hi. Hi. This one normally lets me come race uh, during our anniversary too. So which is no, I, no, I don't. <laughs> Listen, he just does on, whatever he wants to do. On behalf of everyone, <laughs> on behalf of everyone that is watching, thank you so much because this man is such a treat to watch race and so look, important. I mean, look at this face. Uh, <laughs> look at that face. So cute, so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hey, where all I. that's where all them kids come from, ladies and gentlemen. If you were wondering, dang, <laughs> <laughs> is that all you get? <laughs> all right, man. Well, listen. In in closing, Steve uh, Broyles has reminded me Tosa's bike is an Indian, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, smartass, I'm not in Tosa's class. Take it easy. <laughs> lighten up, Francis. Yeah, lighten up, Francis. I don't want to be in Tosa's class. <laughs> but, Jake, man, listen, again, thank you so much. On behalf Steve, of everyone up, everyone that watches these races, like, thank you for what you bring to it. You know, thanks for, for coming back and, and making this exciting for everyone. Absolutely. Rusty, Jody, let's go. Wear Creek Racing. Departure Bike Works. We're coming, Sons of Speed. Yay. Oh. oh boy! I'm what bringing you my beer cup with me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, man. Well, listen. We'll catch you in Daytona. Thanks again for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be on tonight. I hope you guys have a great night. See yes, you, Jake. Sir. Later on, buddy. Thank you. All right, fantastic, man. Listen, we got more show. Believe it or not, we're not going anywhere. Um, I hope you guys don't. We're going to take a look at some new products. And then when we come back on the other side, we're going to do a real quick tech tip in the Grease and Gears garage. So stick around. The product spotlight is brought to you by Drag Specialties, the world's largest distributor of aftermarket accessories. Hey, this is Chris from Cycle Source Magazine's Grease and Gears TV, and this is your product spotlight. Today's product spotlight is on the Arlen Ness 19-inch 
Pro Short front fender. This fender is performance inspired and pretty much ready for the road. We liked it so much that we chose it for the Dennis Kirk Garage Build FXR Evolution. Each one is stamped from one piece of 14 gauge steel to minimize body work. As you can see, ours isn't out at the body shop with the rest of the tins quite yet. This fender comes in raw, however, already got ours in primer. The direct bolt-on black anodized billet bracket is included. This fender allows enough clearance for oversized 14-inch brake rotors. Overall measurements are 19 inches long by 5.9 inches wide and accept all 130-60 19-inch tires. The Arlen S Pro Short Fender is proudly made in the USA. For more information or to order yours, be sure to check out part number 398-652 on DennisKirk.com. Tell them the guys at Greasing Gears Garage sent you. Hey, what's happening? It's Xavier with Providence Cycle Works, and you're watching Shop Talk. Everything we do at the track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt. You can see how bad these guys want it. The race to the line. For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Hey, this is Chris and Heather with Smokeout. Smokeout is going back to Salisbury, the original Rowan County Fairgrounds. The reason why we signed on after two decades of this event going on and seeing two generations of chopper jockeys come out of it, we want it to be here for another generation. We're having a thing called the Legacy Invitational. Let's ask some of the, the smoke-out OGs, guys like Paul Cox, Billy Lane, Jeff Cochran, Steve Broyles, Donnie Luce, Pat Patterson, Bill Dodd, to come in and set up. And we've also assigned them the task of inviting a legacy builder, either newer builder or someone that's new to smoke-out to bring in as their legacy. From what I understand, the people made this event. Yeah. Like, you guys made this event, and that's what we want to bring back. Um, yeah. Smoke-out's back. We're going back a few steps. Rowan County Fairgrounds. Tell your friends smoke-out is going back to Salisbury. We'll see you in September of 22. You better get to work. Shop Talk Tech Tips are brought to you by SNS. Proven performance for the power sports industry. What's up? This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, Grease and Gears TV, and we're back in the garage today working on 
the FXR Evolution Rideaway bikes. After a lot more hours of uh, the planishing hammer and smoothing this out, it still has still has a little bit to go. But I'm I'm working on you know decreasing my amount of gap and getting the shape where I want. And if you see this one point where this frame rail comes up, it actually bends in right here. So I'm going to make a mark where that bend happens and about where I'm low to what that what I'm gonna try to do with that is get this side bent out a little bit or this side bent in a little bit this side bent in a little bit it'll bring this side out and it'll take this point of this frame in one of my newfound favorite ways to do it is with the shrinker now you guys familiar with this tool these are uh, Mittler brother shrinker stretcher that um, were on, on a Mittler brother stand foot operated um, a couple days ago we actually did an improvement to this tool because we weren't getting enough enough throw in the action so I made these little stands to raise up because believe it or not even running out of uh, length on the bar to adjust it so we just raised them up here and it, they're working like brand new so I'm going to be using the shrinker and what that does is when the dies come down they grip the metal and then one slides inward so from both sides they slide inward and it actually squeezes the metal together and it'll it'll give you a curve so starting with again I want to come out from here so you can see right now that's a nice straight line and as I push down on it see it bend in a little bit little curve going there now I'm gonna do just a little wee bit on this one and we may have to reform this area definitely fit in the line way better but like I said now I'm gonna have to reform this whole area I still have a little bit of uh, fitment I'd like to see better with this so I'm actually gonna go to a, a higher dolly like right here this seems like it bows in a little bit I'm gonna bring this this higher dolly in here and try to uh, try to affect that a little bit see if I can bring it back out this video might make it look like this is an exact science but only for the very few accomplished there's a lot of trial and error don't get discouraged okay so at this point you can see I've uh, covered this with a quick coat of black primer flat rock primer just so I could see a little bit more about what my shapes are I'm happy with the shape of this I'm now gonna take it and sandblast the areas that I need to weld you know my couple relief cuts in my corners and then uh, we're gonna go to putting the hardware on this and we're almost done okay so a couple welds later and we have a whole piece again um, gonna clean those up and then uh, probably 
sand this whole thing, paint it. We'll get our hole drilled here for the the uh, the foot peg perch, and that'll help hold it on while we find our two mounting hardwares. I just realized that this whole time I forgot to reference our our funky little model here. So the whole time I'm doing this, I've been using that model to make sure what my dimensions are on this outside edge. All right, so here we are at the end. The last couple steps went kind of fast, so I'm just gonna tell you guys about it. Um, these little steel spacers that you can get at your local hardware store, they come in various lengths. Um, I actually took these and through a series of measuring the space that I had behind the, uh, the cover, between the cover and the well nuts where they mount. I made these spacers the exact length for the cover, welded them on the back of the cover. Um, this is pretty much at this point, I'm going to send it off to the body shop. So this is my finished product at this point. I have the little dimples for the hardware. Um, while these are out, I'll get the real hardware and uh, that completes FXR side covers. You know, from here you could you could do anything. Like if you were a bead roll guy, you could bead roll. You could put some some uh, molding in here and do some Frenching. Like you could do whatever you want. If you wanted to louver or cut them or or whatever. But really, at the end of the day, about two hours aside to do these. Thanks for coming along with us. Get out to Dennis Kirk's GarageBuild.com today and check out the FXR Evolution. You can walk away with this bike when we're done. This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. We'll see you next time. Okay, and uh, like I said, make sure you head out to DennisKirk.com Garage Build today to check that out. Um, we're putting the whole video, so that was part two of that series. Part one and part two together will be up on YouTube. You can watch that thing in its entirety. Um, Mark now has the side covers over at the body shop. I was going to say Mark being the body shop. And he's needless to say, we're not really speaking right now. No, there's actually, <laughs> we have one of those COVID separators, but he painted his side black. So I can't even look over and see him. It's not, it's not, <laughs> he's not allowed to talk to me anymore. But listen, man, you guys have been champs hanging on with us through this whole show. Um, we're going to take two minutes real quick and just go over Daytona events so that we can, um, we can hit some of the events, and uh, then we're going to cut you loose. I'm so excited. So that you can get back to your wizard staff parties. <laughs> Man, I want to go hang out with eBay Jake and right? actually his wife. I want to go hang out with eBay, Mrs. eBay Jake. Oh, she do. Mrs. She Jake. looks like Listen, a she handful was, Yeah, she was a hot shit tonight, cow. huh? Sticking her butt in the camera and the whole bit. But what we're talking about before uh, in the pre-show, Jake had, what do you have, like 16 Miller light cans? Yeah taped together and he said they were having this a, is jake no he did too everybody yeah. had oh. one they were having a what they called a wizard staff party and not being a, a a champion drinker anymore i was not aware that this was a thing and i'm intrigued now me neither but it's really hard to tape the tops and the bottoms of jack daniels bottles together <laughs> so just to just to remind you because we really didn't drink beer if i can remember correctly <laughs> yeah i so. think that'd be instead of a, a little i would only have a little stick I think in, instead of uh, wizard stuff, that would be a barbarian club <laughs> when you take the bottles all together. So let's let's go to Heather for uh, the Daytona events, and then we'll come back and cut you guys loose. The Shop Talk events calendar is brought to you by Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea that helps you keep it twisted. 
So we're only doing Daytona stuff? All right. First up for us in Daytona is, actually, we have a double duty on Sunday, March 6th. Hardcore performance bike show under the pavilion at Bruce Rossmeyer's destination, Daytona. Again, that is put on by our good friend, John O'Brien and Hardcore Cycles. We're also, maybe we can clone ourselves and be both places at the same time because they're both killer shows. Warren Lane's True Grit Antique um, and Chopper gathering at the Broken Spoke Saloon. Great show. Um, Warren does a nice job. That's one of our, our favorite shows of the week. One of, because there are so many good ones. We're going to follow Sunday with Monday and the Torque Performance Show. Again, that's put on by our sister publication, Torque Performance Magazine. Um, And that crew. And then Tuesday. Wait wait a minute. When you say sister publication, do you mean like sister? Hey, (laughs) sister. Sister. Sisters before misters. (laughs) Tuesday. I don't know. Jason Jason is pretty, yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Um, Our show is on Tuesday at the Broken Spoke Saloon. It's going to be our first bike show celebrating Chris's 25 years. 25 years doing this crazy, crazy stuff. You know what they say the definition of insanity is? 25 years of Cyclosaurus magazine. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting (laughs) a different result. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Wednesday is the Parowitz Paint Show. Uh, again, at the Broken Spoke. Just basically be at the Broken Spoke every day. Because that's where the good Thursday. shit happens. Except it's all good stuff. Don't say that. I'm just saying. Not hating. Just Not hating. hating. Just saying. Anyway, Parowitz Paint Show Wednesday, Broken Spoke Saloon. And then Thursday, the reason everybody is really in Daytona uh, is... Chopper with Tattoos, Chopper Time, a.k.a. the greatest chopper show on earth. All proceeds uh, raised that day get, that day go directly to the Veterans Support Fund. Um, all the, the beer, soda sales go to that. The girls donate their tips. The registration money goes to it. So go register your cool chopper. Don't bring a bagger. They won't lay in. Um, you can park it on the street, though. Nice. And, and buy a drink. <laughs> It all goes to our veterans. Uh, Friday, son of a biscuit, I don't yep. have the dang flyer, and they sent me one. Oh, sorry, Dennis Kirk. Dennis Kirk, garage build. Wow, I suck. Where's the uh, flyer? Garage build where, where is show it? Friday. It's on my desktop. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Do, do the next one. So, do the next one. Talk amongst yourself. Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> it goes without saying that the first weekend, before any of the stuff that we talked about on Sunday, Friday is practice at Sons of Speed. Um, you can actually, you can actually buy tickets to be there for practice too, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure spectators yeah, can. You watch can practice. get the hot pass. Yeah. Yeah, you can get the hot pass. Um, Saturday is the racing. You'll want to be there for that for sure. Um, or is it Saturday and Sunday? Am I screwing this up? No, Friday is practice. Friday is practice. Saturday is racing. Jeez. You just you got me, yelled you at. You give me one job, right? Um, let's go back to the events calendar because then on that final Saturday. Friday. Saturday. You, no, you got no, you to go to Friday. I got the flyer in there. Dude. I'm going to go back to Friday. Oh, the final me. Saturday is a great way to close out Daytona Bike Week up at Adam McCauley Davidson in St. Augustine with Fish Alcorn from Alleyway Customs, um, Bike Show, Pro Builder Invitational. And I think I saw a thing the other day. He 
added a car show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like cars. Hot Rods, cars. We'll be there. You should, too. Can we turn back time? Yeah, we can. We can go back to where you and I are having a domestic on live television. Hello. (laughs) I'm always the third wheel. Oh. So, So Friday. Friday. Dennis Kirk Garage Build Bike Show. Um, This is for the home garage builder. If you're a pro, if you make money doing this, you can come look, but you can't enter your bike. Um, Ray Giannis, you're out. Copper Top Garage. <laughs> yep, Ray. Ray has moved up to the. He's taken, no longer qualify as an has amateur bike builder. Taken the next um, step. Yes. Oh, our Ray's all grown tiny, up now. He is the tiny acorn. Our Ray's all grown up now. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Oh man. So, but anyway, we're going to be there doing interviews that day, right? Yes, Dennis Stauber also wants to remind everybody about the builders' <gasps> breakfast, and I don't have that date. But um, yeah, we will be. I think that's the first Sunday. Friday, we're going to be on hand for the um, for the the uh, garage build show at the Broken Spoke, and we'll be doing interviews. So we have our video camera set up. We're looking to get you know eight, ten, twelve of you guys that or girls that have your uh, your garage habit, and we're going to um, get you on Greasy Gears TV. So come down to the Broken Spoke and hang out with us. Bring your project. We want to see what's going on. Lots of cool prizes for the... the uh, Maybe Dennis we Kirk should have Big show. D do events. Right? Maybe we should Maybe we should have a guest do events. Okay. I'm just saying. Maybe we should wrap this one up, Wandy. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I got a wizard party I'm late for. Oh, uh, boy. A wizard, wait, wizard staff. Wizard staff party. I'm not sure. Well... Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Our sponsors, Dennis Kirk, for letting us into their studio once a week here, 50 floors below the street level, doing Shop Talk every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We go live with this show. Make sure you like and share. Spread the love on on social media. We appreciate it. And uh, until next week when we get to spend some time, thank you for letting us into your headspace and sharing your Super Bowl evening with us. Until next week when we go live again, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Don't be a dude. Who watches football like anyway? Sponsors for their continued support, well. and we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycle, Macuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea, The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Chopper, Twin Power. Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectra Oil, No School Choppers, Motion Pro Tools.